Welcome back to the Mile High Club. My name is Lexi and I will be your lead flight attendant. Today we'll be talking about keeping men on standby. So what exactly does this mean? Standby is actually the method that we use to travel the world. We list ourselves as non-revenue passengers. So this is literally everything from us getting on a plane, us going to and from work, us going to, you know, just out of the country, traveling, anything that has us to physically get to be on a plane. This is what we mean by standby and us commuting. So we get to list ourselves as non-revenue passengers, which a regular passenger, they're called revenue passengers because the company obviously makes money off of them. And for us, they really hardly make anything at all. But honestly, we do pay taxes, we pay fuel, and we get a different set of priority lists other than like regular passengers. For an active employee, our benefits are obviously higher than a retired employee. And then our registered companion is higher than like buddy passes. And honestly, the status is, is like a whole different thing. It's a whole different lingo and a different concept of traveling. Just like the way you guys book travel like trips on like TripAdvisor, that's the same way we book it just through our website and our system. For an employee to be a non-rev, it's like everyday lingo for us. It's our everyday status. And for a passenger, like an actual paying customer to be on standby, that's actually like a possibility, guys. I actually didn't know any of this until my friend told me how to, he got on standby. And I had already been working for the company for like three years. But what this means, it's like someone who had purchased their ticket. And for whatever reason, they didn't make their flight. So they go to customer service, they talk to them, and they actually get put onto the list of standby, which literally means you wait around for an empty seat on a plane. So, you know, the plane comes in, you let everyone board, you wait to see if there are any empty seats, and if there are, then you get on, and if there aren't, then you just get rolled over for the next flight, and you try to get on to whichever flight that has an empty seat. I know some people try to, like, go with other friends, they try to go with other coworkers. Honestly, like, it's a nightmare, especially if you're a buddy pass. Sometimes you can get on the first try and sometimes you can wait around all day. I've even had friends who had to wait for like days to get back home because it really just depends on like your departure, where you're going, what time of year, your destination. And like, especially if like you're leaving Europe, there can be like issues for weight and balance. And yes, that's actually a thing, but there's a lot of factors coming into standby. Honestly, most times it's way cheaper to buy your own ticket and way less of a stress. But this is the way that we love to travel. This is the ultimate benefit of being a flight attendant. And this is, you know, how we see the world. And to be a registered companion, well, that is a whole other conversation. To be a registered companion, that's a whole other conversation. I will save that for a whole different podcast because that is a conversation in its own where a lot of flight attendants like to get down to the ritty gritty of it. Some of them just give it to anybody. And some of them, like me, like to wait it out just to see if anyone is even capable of maintaining that status. So now that you guys understand a little bit of what standby means in the flight attendant world, let's look into what this means by relationships as well. So in order to tie this a little bit more of the flight attendant world and reality world, I'm going to tell you guys about a story when I actually left a man on standby. I want to say I was working for the company at least like eight months in. And my ex and I, we were just on the brink of breaking up. He was pissing me off. We were going through some crazy shit. And he was so like judging me for everything that I was doing with the company. He was so jealous. I can go on a rant about him. But my whole point to this is one day he texted me. And again, we were already in an uncomfortable position. And he asked if he could have a buddy pass to go to Georgia. And I told him exactly how standby works. You know, as 
domestic, you actually can sometimes pay more than what you would pay for international standby. I don't know why. I don't know how that works. I don't know who figures out the numbers. But for whatever reason, sometimes going on standby and domestic departures and arrivals, like domestic trips, is just not worth it. So I told him that, whatever. He was like, he, he'll pay like the 250 whatever it was, to get there. And I was like, you, you could save so much more money by going on TripAdvisor. Like, I don't even know why you need me right now. But I'm just a good person. At least I like to think that I am. So I put him on my list, gave him a buddy pass, put him on standby. He comes to my apartment to drop off his car. And I was like, okay, whatever. We get into an immediate argument. And this is about more jealousy about how I was planning a trip to go with my friends to like Miami and he just wanted me to go on his trip with him. And I'm like, no, um, we're not even doing good right now. I'm not going to blow off my friends by going with you to Georgia of all places and to go meet your family. Like that's like some crazy stuff. I'm just wasn't about it. So (laughs) I, him and I got into a little bit of an argument before he left. I'm not going to like, you know, throw in details, but he left. He gets on standby and I don't even remember what happened. I think somebody tagged me in a picture of like the hotel that we were going to stay at or somewhere we were going to go. And all of a sudden my phone gets blown up. He starts insulting me. He starts calling me a hoe. He starts saying I'm a slut, that this was supposed to be a girl's trip. Why are all these guys tagged in it? Hello, I'm a flight attendant. What are you talking about? Like flight attendants have other flight attendant friends who have other domestic friends. Like I'm not going to be in charge of who I hang out with 24 seven. Like friends invite other friends, flight attendants love inviting other flight attendants. That's just the world I live in. So he was getting overly jealous, starts insulting me, starts cursing me out. And that's when I was like, you know what? I've had enough. He takes his little butt from Philly to Charlotte. And then he had to go from Charlotte to Georgia or to Atlanta. And I remember him getting on the flight, Philly to Charlotte. By the time he landed in Charlotte, he had already pissed me off enough, pissed me off enough where I was like, you know what? I don't need this shit. And my best friend, Kalani, was sitting in the room with me and she was like, are you really going to do this? And I said, yes, I am going to do this. So <laughs> I blocked his his travel restriction. So as a flight attendant, you can actually like cancel someone's segment, but you can also block them off of your travel like benefits. So what that means is like you can't go anywhere without the flight attendant like approving it or without the flight attendant physically being there. So I canceled his flight. <laughs> I canceled his Flight back home. I don't even know what happened. I don't know how he got there. I don't know anything about it. All of a sudden, my phone is getting blown up by him, his mom, his sister. Oh, yeah, they're all attacking me. They're all insulting me. And it's like, what is an insult going to do? Like, really? Like, truly sit out there and realize, guys, like, when you insult people and you attack them for you, like, taking advantage of them in the first place, what is that going to accomplish? Like, I remember receiving these messages and I'm like, okay, but he's still stuck out there. Like, (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I'm really not an evil person. And I don't know how he got there. And I don't really care how he got back. He could have been there for three days. He could have been there for a month. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Literally cut him off. And he did say something really messed up. And the only reason why I remember this, and I'm going to share this piece of vulnerability with you guys is because this is how much of a jerk he was. In the middle of him spinning this argument into, you know, me hanging out with flight attendants and me being a hoe, he manages to bring up my deceased grandparents. And he actually said, fuck you. I hope your grandparents are rotting in hell. And 
I just remember like crying so much about that because who do you think you are? Like, how dare you think that by saying that I'm going to continue to give you my benefits? And again, there are plenty of students out there who I'm sure have gone at it with boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, fiancés, husbands, wives, whatever. But for me, once you cross a line of respect with my family, there is no coming back. So that's why I didn't hesitate about canceling his trip. I did not even think twice to put him back on. I didn't even care. I literally blocked him, deleted him. I wanted nothing to do with this little piece of shit. And again, you want to say whatever you want about me, that's fine. But the minute it crosses my family, it's over. So he got stuck out there. I don't know how he got back. I don't even care how he got back. (laughs) But that is my story of literally leaving a man on standby. And let me tell you, that was not the last time. So the next time this happens to me, it wasn't in a relationship. It was actually with a really good friend of mine. And, you know, a lot of people thought that him and I were together and this is why we got into the argument and blah, blah, blah. But no, literally, I promise you, he was my best friend. I thought he was gay. I think he still is. I just think he hasn't come out of the closet. But point is, is that, you know, the, the, the time for it, it was during Thanksgiving. And anybody who works in Department of Transportation knows that that is the busiest travel day of the world. I, I mean, of the year. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, Something about Thanksgiving and traveling, it is the busiest time to travel. So whatever. He ends up getting on the flight. Um, he, Him and I agreed. We agreed, we agreed, we agreed that when he was going to get on, because nine out of ten times, if you don't get on, you're not going to get charged anything. Like, you just don't. So when he got on, he landed. He was going to pay me the money. Cool. So I didn't hear from him other than the fact that he got there safe. And I was like, all right, uh, not a problem. Didn't question him for the money. Didn't like, you know, some of those have person. I don't want to keep tabs on people. So I was like, all right, whatever. Like, you knew your, you knew your end. I knew my end of the deal. And that's where we're going to keep it at. So when he texted me saying, hey, I'm ready for my flight back home. When can you book it for? I was kind of like, yeah, sure. I'll book it for you. Just make sure you send me the money for the flight out. And then we'll figure out the money for the return. And he was like, whoa, wait. He's like, I don't, why are you pressing me about money? Why are you keeping tabs on me? And I'm like, it's not about keeping tabs. It's literally about the fact that like you gave me your word. And I'm like, I just need to know that my finances are where it's going to be at. Because when we get charged, at least back in the day when we got charged off of our paycheck, like that was a lot of money. You know, when people would travel, we get put at a higher tax bracket. We still get that happen to us with our registered companion. Like we get taxed higher. We get the, so a lot of fire tenants say that like the money goes into the check, gets taken back out to the check. And that's the whole point. The money gets put into our check, looks like as if we're making the pay for that money. We get taxed on it, and then they pull that money right back out. So we get taxed on it almost twice. And then on side of that, because now you can put a credit card on file, back in the day, it would come straight out of our check. So now I'm getting taxed off of it, and then they're taking away the flight money for it. So it's like we were getting hit twice. So again, my whole thing wasn't being pressed about the money. It was literally being pressed about the the deal that we had made. So he was like, okay, send me the receipt. Cool. I I don't even think I sent him the receipt right away. No, I just left it alone. I was like, whatever, I'll send it to him because he said he needed to, he'll get me the money by like Friday or some shit like that. So I didn't send him the receipt right away. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like he's obviously going, going to have to go through crazy shit right now to go and find a ticket the week of Thanksgiving. I'm going to just leave it alone. I'll send him the screenshot later. I didn't think anything big of it. I'm over here thinking he's my best friend. He's going to get over it. He's going to text me back later and being like, I fucked up, dude. Didn't mean to do this. I'll just pay you back later. Had I received that text message, I would have boom, point blank, booked the trip for him. Been like, dude, it comes out of my paycheck anyway. We'll figure it out later. Like we paid for each other's shit all the time. Like it really wasn't a big deal. 
But instead of that text message that I thought I was going to get, I get insulted. I get a clown thrown at me. He's like, wow, you don't even send me the receipt. Like, how the fuck are you this, like, um, crazy about your money? But then you don't even ask me for it. I'm like, are you hitting the head? Like, I don't understand your point. Like, you're getting mad at me for not pressing you about the money now. But meanwhile, you thought I was pressing about you with you with the money for you. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it was literally a heated ass argument. And of course, it led to other things because I'm not going to be disrespected like that. I'm not going to be spoken to like that. So he came after me for me not sending him a receipt. Meanwhile, in a flight attendant world, there is no receipt. It's called surcharges and it comes up right off of our paycheck before. Like, we used to log into our e-pay, paperless pays, and that's exactly what, what it would be. So again, it was like a whole process. I have to go through like five passwords just to get to the screen. I was just going to wait for later. Nope. This dumbass wants to go and insult me, wants to go and be like, you're pressed about money. And guys, it was like 80 something bucks. It really wasn't crazy. It was not changing my life. It was just the fact that you were giving me a word and instead you want to give me a, a crazy text message, make it up some crazy story about how you have zero finances and then want to insult me about it. Like, come on. And what's crazy about it is like, it's so stupid that you're going to press me about not pressing you for my money. Like, does that make sense? Y'all like that is some crazy ass shit. Like that is so stupid. So let me get this straight. I'm going to go ask a friend to borrow $10 from them. And they're going to go ahead and give me $10 and say that this $10 is coming straight from their paycheck. They're taking a loan. And then when I run away and don't give them their $10, they come and ask me for it, but I get mad at them for it. And then when I tell them, show me the paycheck where it got charged and then they don't send me anything, I get mad at them for not sending me anything. Like, guys, I can, this is like, this is a headache on me in my own head. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy. He got mad at me for asking for the money. Then he got mad at me for not sending him a receipt about the money. Like, so now we're not friends. To sum it all up, we're not friends. We don't talk. It's whatever. I lost one of my best friends. And this is like the kind of things that we have to go through with buddy passes and shit. Like, it gets crazy. And I'm sure that there are plenty of flight attendants out there who have experienced the same things. There are plenty of people who have probably gone into arguments with friends for like even like tickets to basketball games, to hockey games. Like it's the same thing. The only thing is with standby, it's our benefits. Like if you do something crazy at the airport, you don't dress up the right way. It could be revoked from us. So. And to top off all of this, the crazy part was, is that later on, like he really tried to press me about whether or not what I said and what, when did I say this? And, you know, cause like mutual friends got involved and it was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> I can still motherfucker. It's, it's December, 2019. I can still go back to this argument. That was what 2017. I can, I promise you guys, I do not delete a text message. I don't delete messages. Oh my God. Like, and I'm very big. I don't delete text messages. I literally just did this, like, not on an episode, but on my Instagram. I do not believe in deleting a text message. I don't delete text messages. I don't delete threads. I don't delete DMs. I don't delete inboxes. And why? I don't care if you call me petty. I don't care if you call me a psycho. I do not care. I literally grew up with four older sisters. And every time we would get into an argument, it was Lexi said this, Lexi said that. And it would piss me off when it was like, I know for a fact I did not say this and I did not commit to that. Like it would literally stress me out. So now with the power of technology and the power of iPhones, I literally cannot delete a text message. Once I delete a thread from you, that's it's over. Like it is over. Our friendship is over. Our history is done. There is no point of us being friends. That's just how strong and passionate I am about like text messages. And 
And what's funny enough is my sister actually mentioned a girl once and I was like, wait, do we not like this girl? And she was like, when did I say that? Sure enough. I went to a little search bar on my iPhone. I typed in the girl's name and I was like, oh, January, 2017, you said X, Y, and Z. February, 2017, you continued to say X, Y, and Z. June of 2018, I remember that it said exactly this. It was hilarious. It is so funny, but I just don't delete a text message. So going back to my original story about leaving them on standby, I just, I had to leave this friend. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the holiday season. Getting a last minute plane ticket from anywhere the week of Thanksgiving is insane. So I know that this friend didn't make it home for the holidays, but you know what? That was the life you chose. That was the decision you made. And that was the argument you decided to hold on to. Had he just been like, hey, look, I'm fucked up. I didn't calculate my money enough. I don't have all the funds. Can you just please book this for me and we'll figure it out later? Had he said that to me, I'd have been fine because at the end of the day, we were still really good friends, like amazing best friends. And I would have accepted it. But no, he crossed the limit. He had his cousins texting me. He had arguments coming back and forth, insults coming back and forth. And again, my whole thing with insults is like, come on, guys, like stop insulting someone that you're asking a favor from. It's fucking standby. It's standby. Do you have any idea how we don't even have control over that in the first place? We're going out of our way. We're putting you on our passes. We're registering your name. We have to keep you there for a year. Like there's so many things that go into it. People think that it's just, hey, you want a buddy pass? Let me put your name into the system. Here you go. You book your flight. You come back home. Pay me the money. No, no, it's I, it's kind of like that, but you also have to drag this person around on your benefits for a year. A year may not sound like a lot for, for you guys, but for us, it means everything. You need every slot available, especially when you come up from a family of nine like I do. And you, you know, when you have every single slot filled up, you're like, what now? What now? Who can I take off? When is the next time I can take somebody off? And this falls into the whole category of when you can put a boyfriend on there. When can you put a girlfriend on there? And what happens when you're married? So just like our system asks for a list of requirements, I personally feel like dating and leaving men on standby is because they have not met all of my emotional requirements. When I talk to my friends, especially my friend Allie, like, I'm sorry, girl, I have to put you on blast right now because you you know who you are. <laughs> she continuously loves leaving men on standby. She just doesn't think they meet her requirements. They don't fulfill the application the right way. And it is a tough world to date as a flight attendant. Like, I'm sorry. I like to think that people are good people, that, you know, they want the good things for you. They're very proud of where you're at. They love how, you know, successful you've become, your platform in life. Now, all that shit goes out the window when it comes to dating. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to make sure that like these people aren't interested in you because they're interested in your benefits. Like that is so hard to remember. Like when you actually feel like you connect with somebody that you really like somebody, you're like, oh, this is going great. The first words that come out of their mouth, so what's good with that buddy pass? What? Is that supposed to be a turn on? Like you're not doing anything for me. You're not turning me on by saying that. What's good with a registered companion? Um, hello? You, you haven't even called me in like a week. What are you talking about? When's the next trip we're taking? No, when's the next trip I'm taking without you, okay? <laughs> and I know that there are some flight attendants who are like, well, I've really connected with this guy. We've been dating for like, you know, three weeks. I think I'm just going to put him on my virtual companion so that way I don't have to pay for his flight out there. Girl, you're going to have to pay for that for a whole year. Shoot, like, like I said before, 
when we register you, you have to stay on for an exact 365 days. Like that is brutal. That is so mean. Like (laughs) dating as a flight attendant is not fun. And that, that brings us to my list of requirements, my required items <laughs> and flight attendant lingo. We have our required items for, you know, safety and precaution. And as a dating world, you have to have your list of required items. And for me, one of my biggest ones is don't talk about my travel until I bring them up. It is not a turn on. It is not something that, oh, you're talking dirty to me. No, no, that is not happening. Okay. Leave me and my benefits alone and in peace. Cause when it finally comes time, you're going to get sick of me anyway. So we're not even going to touch that subject. (laughs) Aside from that, another big thing of required item is, can you imagine dating someone living with their parents? I don't know what it is about my generation. I don't know what it is about my age group. I don't, that 25 to 35 bracket. I don't, girl, yes, I said 35. Okay. I did not just say 30. No, I said 35. I have been meeting people that have literally been living with mom and dad up until they're 30 or 35. And don't get me wrong. I have this amazing best friend out there and her and her husband now, you know, they lived with his parents for a while. That's because they were saving, you know, they were trying to come up with their own, uh, like their own platform. They were trying to to get the house, get a wedding. And let me tell you, when they left their parents' house, they had everything. They had the glorified, gorgeous, beautiful wedding. They had the amazing honeymoon in, in Bali. They have this gorgeous house. You know, the, they did it the right way. And I'm not, I'm not shading that. That's that's like you doing good. That's accomplishing goals right there. That's literally being with somebody from thin to fucking gold. That is amazing. I'm talking about these single guys who were like, oh, want to sneak in? No, 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 I cannot. No, that is not a good thing. Like, why is a guy asking you to sneak in? Oh, I got to wait till my mom passes out. What? What is this? How old are we? Like, that was, I didn't even do that shit in college. Okay, I had a dorm in college. Why are we doing this when we're 25 to 30? This is not okay. So my really good friend, Allie, tells me about how she was talking to this one guy and he mentions that they would only be hooking up on his terms. And so she's thinking for a second, okay, is this going to be like a kind of booty call kind of thing? And no, he was actually talking about the fact that he needs to to be on his terms when his parents are asleep or when they're not in the apartment. Like, what? What is this? When did it become acceptable for men our age to just give up on living alone? And I'm not trying to sit here and say that it's only men. No, it's women too. Okay, this is not a, a double standard kind of thing. I know plenty of women who are also living at home feeling very comfortable with themselves and they don't want to accomplish anything. And again, this is not to shade those who actually are trying to do it for the right reasons. Like there is somebody that I just recently met who said that they are living with their parents to try to monopolize their money. So they're hoping that when they actually have enough in their savings, they can not only move out, but they can also invest that in, in into like a gym or a laundromat or like buy a couple of buildings, something that will create more money for them. And like, that's cool. That's accomplishing stuff. Like that's you trying to make your money. That's you again, figuring out where you're at, just like how my best friend was. They're trying to figure out where they want to be in life and taking a couple of steps back is completely okay. But I really mean the kind of people who are sneaking you in and out of their parents' house who can only, you know, do certain things when it's convenient for them because they're living under their parents' roof or like, come on. We all know that Allie just wants a booty call for in the morning and she can't be sneaking into mom and dad's house. Like, (laughs) again, I'm sorry, girl. Love you. I got to stop shading this. But I'm sorry. I just for my list of required items, items, living with parents is a no go. Again, if you have seven different roommates, that can be expected, especially if, you know, growing up 
in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, it is very unrealistic to live alone. I grew up watching like Sex and City. I'm obsessed with it. I watch it religiously. And every time that I would see Carrie Bradshaw, you know, living alone in her one bedroom apartment in the Upper East Side as a freelance writer, I would be like, um, this is now 2019. <laughs> there is no such thing. Okay, I'm doing it here in Philly, but I can barely get by. Probably eating ramen at least three times a week, but that's good. <laughs> and then it just like, it goes and ties with the fact that you need to know what you're worth in life. And this is to everyone. This isn't just to flight attendants. Like this is to anyone who's listening out there. If you know what you want in life, you know what to take from a man, you know what to take from a woman, you know what to put yourself in a relationship with, you know what you're going to walk out of a relationship with, that is completely and solely on you. We all have a list of required items, okay? I have them obviously because of work and obviously because of my lifestyle, but to the free women and the, the single men out there who are just listening to this, you need to put you and your priorities first. You cannot sit here and just have sex with anyone random. And I know I love my gay guys. You guys on Grindr, that is completely on you. I think you're brave for doing that. Good for you. I could never be that vulnerable and that free. I just couldn't. But you know, you need to know that when it comes to relationships, you have your list of what you want in life. Is it having his own car? Is it having you know your own car? Is it having her cuddle you at night? Is it having her kiss you at random times a day? Is it having her give you a message three or four times a week? Like there are just certain things that you have to do. And Again, for flight attendants, it may be a little different because sometimes we sit there with a little bit of baggage of, are they really into me or are they really just into my benefits? And it's kind of harsh, but it's the reality. As you put yourself into our shoes for a little bit, for those of you who aren't flight attendants, like if you ever meet one, and even someone who isn't a flight attendant, I'm talking like even the like the men who wear blue, like anybody who has a badge, you know, police, firemen, whatever, try not to talk about their benefits or like their lifestyle. Like sometimes they just really want somebody that they can connect with, connect with, with something else other than, so what do you do for a living? Or how does this work? Or how does that happen? You know, and I, I've only met like maybe three detectives in my life. And one of them, him and I were really close friends. And he was just telling me about like certain things on the job, but not specifics. And I feel like that was kind of helping him because in a way it wasn't me interested in like, oh, throw your badge in my face. Let's hook up because you have a badge. It was more of him just wanting to have a conversation with me. And same thing with this guy who was NYPD. He meant a lot to me, a great deal to me. And, you know, he just, he thought that every girl that he was talking to just was interested in him because he had a badge because he was dressed in blues because he was a cop. He was NYPD. Girls just throw it at him. And females, same thing with you guys. Like there are some women out there who are also NYPD, who are also firemen or firewomen and who are nurses, ENT, doctors, surgeons. Like sometimes you just really want to connect with somebody who just cares about you as a person. And for those of you guys who are interested and you guys are bunny badgers, is that what they call them? Badge bunnies or something like that, who are just in it for the title. Kudos to you. Hopefully you find your Prince Charming one day or your princess one day. But I'm just saying that's not the route that I go. That's not the way that I try to handle it. And I just, you need to remember that people are just people at the end of the day. And what we fall in love with in our career choice, it puts us in danger. It puts us at a very like high like anxiety level, it creates a lot of loneliness. And we always, always, always put other families before ourselves, especially with the holidays being right right around the corner. I want to highlight the fact that 
you know, flight attendants, as much as we leave men on standby or women on standby, we also just want to be remembered. Like we want the cuddles, we want the kisses, we want the hugs, and we want somebody to just acknowledge the fact that we work on these holidays to allow all these other families to be together. So a big shout out and a big thank you to everyone out there who accomplishes the same things, whether you're a policeman, whether you're a fireman, whether you're a nurse, a doctor, an, an ambulance driver, anything like a big round of applause to you guys, because I know I put myself in grave danger by getting on a plane because 9-11 is a thing. But those people who are actually like on the ground, like you guys probably do it almost 50 times harder than I do. Like I can't imagine dating a police officer because of how much they have to go through, especially during the holidays. Like, you know, fights happen, things happen, brawls happen. People actually have guns on the ground. Like that's crazy. So a big thank you to all of you guys. You guys always put families and other people, strangers, every single day, you put strangers above you and your life and your heart and your family. And I love you guys endlessly. Again, I hope that the people who are not flight attendants, who are not in the aviation industry, who are not policemen, who are not nurses, who are not doctors, who are not firemen, just sit there and appreciate that too. You know, as you're going in and out of the mall, if you see somebody in uniform, if you're going in and out to parades, especially Manhattan or LA, you know, if you see anyone, just thank them. Thank them for being here. Shout out to TSA. We wouldn't be anything without you. Shout out to the rampers. Shout out to all the men behind the stage who make, you know, traveling so easy. Thank them. Thank them. You know, for flight attendants, we get a couple of treats here and there, which is so nice, but thank these people. Love you guys. I hope that this wasn't too much of a rant for you. And don't forget to always say please and thank you because I don't get that enough at work. Bye.